Hello, and welcome to ECNM On Air, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that shares industry intelligence, insights, and opinions on all topics electrical. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and in this episode, we're featuring part one of our discussion with some of this year's 30 Under 30 Electrical All-Stars. In this episode, our guests are going to give some background on themselves, explain how they got into the electrical industry, as well as give traits and practices that have led to their success at such a young age. Today, we're talking with Luke Snow with Toth and Associates, Maria Ellis with MC Dean, Ian Smith with CDM Smith, and Jordan Emch with Oak Ridge National Laboratory. I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves briefly today before we jump right into the discussion. So Luke, would you like to begin? Yeah, certainly. Um, my name is Luke Snow. Um, I'm a engineering manager here at Toth and Associates. You know, first things first, I'd like to thank you for having me on the, the ECNM on air podcast uh, for the 2023 30 under 30 award. You know, as with most awards, it's always nice to receive just any level of recommend recognition when it comes to the work we do, uh, but also just a real honor to represent clients, um, the company, our team, just at the national level. So I'm looking forward to discussing and sharing some perspectives alongside the rest of the guys here and gals and on some of the major topics in our industry and just how young professionals can find their passion and and make an impact uh, wherever they may be. So um, a little bit about me. Um, I was born and raised here in Southwest Missouri. Um, I'm fortunate to have my high school sweetheart by my side and we're currently going on seven years of marriage. Uh, we've got a 15-month-old son running around the house alongside two little dogs, or big dogs, I guess. <laughs> um, I attended the University of Iowa there in Iowa City. I uh, graduated from the uh, mechanical engineering program. Um, from there, my wife and I bounced around uh, for work and education there in Iowa, Texas, Illinois, Colorado, um, but now managed to make our way back home and We've settled down here in Ozark, Missouri, just outside of Springfield, where uh, Toth and Associates is headquartered. Okay, um, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I uh, spend a lot of free time just out outdoors uh, with the wife and the son, either at the lake or on the farm. Uh, you know, however, outside of that, I, I spend a lot of time running and cycling, and and my indulging my love for endurance sports. Um, as far as a career goes, um, I do work at Toth & Associates. We're a full service consulting engineering firm. Um, we specialize in electric utility industry, so engineering. So that being electrical system planning, um, transmission and distribution line design, electrical rate analysis, um, substation design, um, and communication design, along with our structural and civil engineering teams. So we're based here out of Springfield, Missouri. We serve clients nationally and, and now internationally from our five offices throughout the country. Um, personally, I help manage our transmission, distribution, communication, line design teams. Um, so our group specializes in facilitating the engineering and project management uh, from design inception through the construction of overhead lines. So anything 12 kV to 500 kV whether that's rebuild or greenfield, um, inf infrastructure modernization work, uh, facility relocations, fiber to the home programs, uh, new business designs and, and, and the like. So we do a majority of our work with the Rural Electric Cooperative family, uh, but also support a large number of investor owned and, and municipal utilities as well. So our team handles anything from 
feasibility studies, uh, route selection, right-of-way negotiations, acquisition, all the way to the, the more engineering heavy stuff of 3D modeling, steel structure design, foundation design, uh, material procurement, uh, contract management and construction observation. Uh, so again, I appreciate the opportunity to jump on here and, and have the conversation on what's going on within the industry and just how this younger generation can play a role in its overall growth and, and reliability. Absolutely. Thanks very much. Um, Jordan, would you like to go next? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Jordan Ebsch, uh, electrical facility engineer here at Oak Ridge National Laboratory with, with UT Battelle. Um, a little bit on the personal side, I was uh, actually live here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, Oak Ridge National Lab is based in, in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, just outside of Knoxville. Um, spent most of my life here in the Knoxville, Kingston area. I've, I've grown up here. I was actually born and raised in, in Colorado. Um, lived there until I was about eight years old, and then uh, my family relocated here to Tennessee. Um, I had education at Tennessee Tech University in uh, Cookville, Tennessee. Graduated there with uh, undergraduate in uh, electrical engineering, concentration in, in power systems. Um, while I was in school, I actually did some internship work with uh, Oak Ridge National Laboratory here in the High Performance Computing Center. Um, worked with a uh, facilities and operations group that, that maintained the, the systems for the high performance computing uh, facilities. Um, interned there all three summers while I was in school, had a, had a lot of really good experience. Um, Post-graduation, post worked for a consulting engineering firm in Knoxville, um, participated in their substation group. Um, we, we supported a lot of uh, you know, similar work that, that Luke just mentioned, the consulting engineering side of, of substation design. I, myself, I was a protection and controls engineer that, that supported the relay systems for the, the substations, uh, supported a, a couple of different utilities here um, in, in uh, Tennessee and in Kentucky. Um, worked there for about two years, and then uh, I've now been at Oak Ridge National Lab for about four and a half years. Um, here at the Spallation Neutron Source, so we're a, uh, a pretty unique user facility here at Oak Ridge National Lab. Um, we have a, uh, uh, it's actually the world's most intense uh, pulsed uh, spallation source. So we, um, our, my group here, we support maintenance operations, uh, construction oversight, and configuration control, new design work for the facilities here at the SNS campus. So there's a lot of similar groups here at the lab. Um, but, but my group and, and myself, we, we just support the facilities here on, on Chestnut Ridge or, or at the Spallation Neutron Source. Um, so we're, our group's a multidiscipline engineering group. We have uh, all of the major disciplines, electrical, mechanical, structural, civil, um, project management, construction um, oversight. And uh, like I said, we, we support all of the facilities here. Um, the, most of that work ends up being um, design and configuration control for, for, for customers here. So we support all of the different user groups that um, actually own and, and operate systems on site, and, and we support them, um, you know, through through their through through project work. And then uh, we we also, like I said, do a lot of maintenance construction uh, activities on site as well. So we we manage the uh, maintenance operations and and any associated construction activity associated with any of our disciplines. So me being electrical and and the focus of, of the discussion today. Um, I, I personally am, am responsible for maintaining the configuration control and then the uh, continuous and, and safe and reliable operations of the electrical distribution system here at SNS. So anywhere from our utility input at, at the 13 
uh, KV level all the way down to user equipment in the buildings. Um, myself and, and our group were, were, were responsible for those systems. Um, and then outside of work, um, uh, me and my wife live in, in Knoxville. Um, we just recently uh, had a new family member introduced. We've got a, a eight week old at the house. Um, that's That's been a new, exciting part of life lately. Um, we also have two, uh, I, I want to say, like Luke said, small dogs, but they've now turned into really big dogs. So the, the house is, is full right now, and uh, it's, it's, it's been really, really exciting. And, and outside of, of work and, and our newfound family life, me and my wife uh, really enjoy anything outdoors. We like to go hiking, um, boating here in the East Tennessee area. There's a, a lot of uh, uh, lakes and, and rivers and, and reservoirs, so we really like getting out on the water when we can. Um, and, and really just anything outdoors. So, and it, it is absolutely an honor to, to be hosted on here today with, with you all. Um, really, really enjoy um, and, and uh, would like to share, you know, my personal experiences and, uh, you know, in, in any way possible, hopefully that we can kind of share our insights and, and help, you know, the industry learn, learn and grow together, I, I think is the, the best way to put it. So thank you so much. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, uh, Maria. Hi, uh, my name is Maria Ellis, and um, I got this recognition uh, at 24 years old, so I think that's something that I'm super proud of. Um, so I grew up in Mountaintop, Pennsylvania. Yes, it's near Scranton, and yes, that's where the office is. <laughs> um, so I went to school at Penn State University, and I got my degree in electrical engineering and a minor in engineering leadership development. And during those two those four years there, I actually um, did internships with the Department of Defense down here in Maryland. So that's how I knew that I wanted to come down in this area. So after school, I ended up down here in Tyson's, Virginia with MCD. So I'm currently an electrical design engineer and I work a lot with um, medium voltage systems, low voltage systems, grounding systems, lightning protection. Um, I've currently done most of the design on a project actually up in Fort Meade for the same place I interned for. Um, so it's kind of funny how things kind of go full circle there. So um, yeah, I ended up down here. I've been working here for about two years. Um, and honestly, it's been an awesome time. I've gotten to learn so, so much in such a short amount of time. And um, on my free time, uh, I do love being outside. I love to play ball volleyball, love to do a lot of outdoor tournaments. Um, I do love baking and going kayaking and uh, still learning the area because um, when you come from Pennsylvania all the way down here to Maryland, DC, it's a huge change. A mm -hmm. <laughs> lot, lot more diversity down here, a lot more things to do, a lot, lot more people. Um, <clears throat> but uh, at my company, um, I've been as a design engineer, but I've actually been working my way up towards like a lead engineer. Um, I've actually been able to lead a whole design team of engineers, both with telecom security and electrical design. Um, MC Dean does all those designs just in their engineering department. Um, but I've been able to actually learn a lot about telecom design, security designs, specifically for the government, which is, um, definitely something completely different that I've never done before. So mm -hmm. um, I'm very excited to be here and thank you so much for um, letting me be on this podcast. Yeah, great to have you. It sounds like we have a good group here, a diverse group of, as far as like 
the roles that you play and the different types of um, applications you work in in the electrical industry. So looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, Ewan, would you like to close us out here and then we'll jump sure. into the discussion? Yeah. I'll, I'll, meet, I'll mirror what Maria said. Thank, thank you for having us. It's, it's great to be here and talk about uh, the industry. Um, my name is uh, Ian Smith. Uh, I'm actually just down the street from Maria in Vienna. That's where our, uh, the office that I work for is. Um, it's actually born and raised uh, in Washington, D.C. area. So uh, with a short, short trip down to Blacksburg, Virginia for my education at Virginia Tech. Um, but couldn't resist the, uh, the draw of the, of the nation's capital. So I'm back. Um, uh, working at uh, CDM Smith, where we are an uh, environmental engineering company. We also do transportation and general industrial work. Um, so most of my work is in the water and wastewater sector, as well as some industrial work. I've done everything from uh, tiny neighborhood pump stations that you don't even know exist because they're so well hidden to uh, working on, I think, what's going to be the third largest desalination plant in the world in Jordan. Um, so got quite a range there. Uh, and I think that's part of part of what I love about it is, uh, you know, getting to do all sorts of different projects and get a good variety. And so and in my free time, you know, I, I really like to travel. I think travel is the spice of life. Uh, always seeing new places, interesting, getting new perspectives. Uh, people always think and act differently in different places. And I think that's an important uh, important thing for people to experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really interested in finding out how you all got your start. So let's let's start with that. Um, could you briefly um, let's just discuss a little bit about how you got your start in the electrical field? Uh, you know, sometimes it's a, tra a traditional route. Sometimes you come upon it by chance. I uh, like to know how. Uh, you know, did you have any influences growing up that led you toward this career choice or, you know, always uh, interested in the STEM field um, or just kind of what prompted you to pursue a career in this specific industry? So let's start with that. Yeah, I can go ahead. Um, yeah, so early, obviously, I'm the only mechanical engineer in this group performing facilities in the uh, electrical field. But, you know, early in my engineering career, I had no real intention of entering the electrical field specifically and it was really just kind of by sheer luck that I found myself really engrossed in the power industry okay. um, you know after graduating college I was given a really good opportunity to join an incredible team out there in Chicago uh, mainly doing subsurface utility engineering or SUE uh, we specialized in transmission distribution and communication uh, began my career in the underground manhole systems of Chicago um, we were inspecting cable and Structural, structural deficiencies. Um, there's a lot of great stories there of kind of a small town kid wandering around Chicago, the streets of mm -hmm. Chicago on construction sites for the first time. So that was always fun. Um, certainly learned a, an awful lot just about the industry, um, the people, you know, what engine, what an engineering mindset was in the field within those first few years. Then slowly I, I transitioned into more design and project management role and then kind of from underground to overhead where I now do the majority of my work. But, but kind of looping back to that original question, um, you know, I may not have intended to end up in the industry, but I did know that I was, I was looking for a career that would provide opportunities to make meaningful impacts to my communities, um, kind of create an environment of continuous learning um, and allow me to work alongside some great people and clients and you know, the incredible depth, 
depth and breadth of the power industry provides room to really do that. Um, the utility field or, you know, specifically for us, the electrical utility is, is really the backbone to our daily lives, you know, without its continued growth or maintenance or advancement, you know, whatever area you're specializing in, we'd struggle to meet those needs for our society. So that need or, or call to action, uh, that's really driven my continued my interest in the electrical industry really at all levels. Okay, great. I, obviously, there is a shortage of all types of electrical professionals, contractors, engineers, facility type plant personnel. But <clears throat> I do know I hear a lot of the time there is a shortage of power engineers like that. You're not like trained for that during school. That's something that you become later or you're trained on the job for as far as like educating power engineers. Um, so that's interesting. Jordan, would you like to tell us? A little yeah, bit I can, I can go next. I, I think my earliest recollection of, of me having some notion of going into um, particularly the engineering field, I'll, I'll speak to that first. And then the, uh, the electrical side of things is actually more uh, chance than anything else. Um, but I, I recall very clearly um, growing up both two, two really prominent figures in my life that I feel like instilled um, a, a lot of my interest in, in pursuing a, a, a career in a, in a STEM field and then uh, particularly engineering were, were both my dad and then his dad, my, my granddad. I, I recall, um, you know, many, many instances growing up, especially my granddad. He, he always was out in his garage tinkering with something. There was always an old lawnmower or an old car or an old boat, jet ski. And I, I really, really enjoyed spending time with him growing up and, and working hands-on on anything. I mean, old, I, I, you know, I recall there was an old table saw that, that, you know, we had to troubleshoot some electrical issues with. And I, to me, you know, growing up, I, I really cherished that time with, with both him and my dad. And, and I feel like they're the two that, that really, you know, pushed me towards, uh, you know, that, the, the technical side of things. And, and initially I was really interested in, in hands-on work. Um, so I, you know, at that point, I, I don't know that I really fully formulated that that I wanted to go into uh, an an engineering field yet. Um, but in in school, particularly, you know, I, I really enjoyed um, mathematics. That's what I really feel like I, I excelled in, um, and and applied math. Um, you know, the the more um, real, real world type problems. So that uh, uh, particularly in high school is is and and my dad as well being a mentor. That's where I really felt the the pull towards going into a engineering field. And I, I feel like I was always really partial towards um, mechanical uh, engineering. And, and that's actually, you know, sort of what I teetered on all, all throughout, um, you know, my, my education leading, leading into uh, my undergrad. I, I always felt a really strong pull towards mechanical engineering and the, the kind of uh, chance part of this, actually, whenever I, I recall very clearly, whenever I was in orientation up at um, Tennessee Tech summer orientation before, this was after I'd been accepted and we were going through the, the summer orientation program. And we, I think the end of that orientation period we ended up signing up for our fall semester um, curriculum for the for that first um, freshman semester, and um, I, I recall meeting a, a couple of individuals. One of them ended up being my roommate freshman year at, at Tennessee Tech, and he he was just just completely determined. He he knew that he he wanted to do electrical engineering, and and that's the career path that that um, you know he had decided on and and that's you know at that point I was still teetering towards towards electrical and mechanical and I feel like he and I really hit it off um, we were you know really really we got along well and um, 
you know, I, I saw his interest in the field. And at that point for me, prior to meeting him, I was honestly 50, 50, anything could have pushed me towards mechanical or mm -hmm. electrical early on. I, I decided you know, for sure that I wanted to do engineering. Um, but that was kind of my, my tipping point. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm all in, I want to do electrical engineering and we'll, we'll try it out. And it actually ended up working out really well. Um, you know, through, through school, I, I ended up making a few contacts and like I said, I, I ended up working as an intern out here at Oak Ridge National Laboratory in the High Performance Computing Center. Um, worked under a, a facility engineer at the time who, who was also an electrical engineer. So he, he gave me a, a pretty broad exposure whenever I interned down there to all of the systems. There's some pretty major mechanical and electrical systems that support the uh, supercomputing facilities here. And I, I while I was interning, um, you know, I, I, I still certainly felt a pull towards both, but the, the, the critical power systems that supported operations of those computers and those facilities were just, it was absolutely fascinating is the best way that I can describe it. Um, uh, the, the magnitude of, of power that was consumed and, and the means for delivery and, and the highly complex systems that, that supported those facilities um, was a huge draw for me my, my, my first summer out here. At the time, I, I certainly didn't fully understand all of them, and and that really fueled a fire in me to want to understand those systems and want to be able to support those systems because I saw the type of work that my my mentors got to do out here and some of the work that they exposed me to, and it was just absolutely fascinating. And I, I really feel like that's whenever the bug bit that that first summer working out here, yeah. And and I I felt the need to to know more and and do more. So that 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 set everything in stone for me. Great. It sounds like you were hooked pretty quickly. So that's really interesting. Maria. Uh, yeah. So um, I actually got interested in the engineering field um, because my brother is a civil engineer. So just seeing the classes he did in high school and him going to Penn State um, really started that path of engineering. Um, and then in high school, I actually did an IEEE Olympics which is actually really cool. So um, that kind of started, okay, like maybe electrical is the way to go. So um, I went into college as an electrical engineer. And like you mentioned before, there really aren't a lot of power systems focused classes, at least not at my school. Um, there were a few, but they were more equipment-based and designing equipment rather than designing an entire system. Mm -hmm. So um yeah, that definitely made it difficult of what kind of electrical system, because first I had to decide the engineering and then you have to decide, you know, what kind of electrical engineering you want to do, because there's so many different paths you can go. Um, and actually, when I did my internship in uh, Maryland, they had an interdisciplinary team. So I was able to see what mechanical did, see what architectural did, um, civil, interior design, you know, all of that. So um, when I make my decision, sometimes it's really nice to know what you don't want to do. And actually that was really helpful to say, I didn't really want to do mechanical, didn't want to do architectural and designing power systems was actually very fascinating for me. So um, getting that real life experience as an internship really helped like, oh, okay, maybe some of my classes aren't exactly what I want to do, but I know what I want to do when I graduate. Um, so that really helped get that engineering real life experience. So finished off college doing my power systems engineering. And then I was able to take that into uh, MCD in here and do the same thing. Uh, I was actually doing the same type of design engineering. And as I mentioned before, doing the project design um, for that same company that I did my internship with. So um, have a few people um, 
that have really sparked my interest in electrical engineering and just sparked my interest in engineering in general. So yeah, I think that's what really, uh, at least started my two-year career here so far. Okay, wonderful. Ian, how did you, um, how did your interest start in this field? Well, I think it was probably obvious to everyone but me when I was a kid that I was going to be an engineer. If you've ever seen the <laughs> Dilbert cartoon with the tick, I see, I know you guys have seen it. So I ended up in engineering, um, at least at Virginia Tech, you end up in, in general engineering and they make you take a bunch of classes and all sorts of uh, in all sorts of disciplines. And I just got sort of drawn to electrical. And then um, we actually had, uh, we have a, Virginia Tech has a pretty robust power systems department with a couple of really uh, great and engaging professors. So uh, just by the fact that the, I found those classes the fu most fun to attend uh, made them the most fun to learn. And so that just, it was kind of the natural progression of things. Uh, right into a power systems career. Sounds like it was inevitable there. So that's cool. Um, let's just briefly talk about, I'd like to go, you know, this is such a big honor. There were literally hundreds of people nominated for this. All of you were nominated by, you know, senior people, veteran people in the electrical industry. So that says a lot as well that they thought enough of you to, you know, say, hey, these people really need to be recognized. They're doing innovative things at this young age. So um, you know, just for others out there who are young, maybe struggling, having trouble getting, uh, you know, into this industry or maybe succeeding, what do you attribute your sec success to um, in such a relatively short amount of time, given that, you know, you're all under the age of 30? I'd like to just kind of throw that around. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, personally, I think I, I was just given a great opportunity, found myself really lucky to be surrounded by some of the top level talent in our field. You know, there's the there's the study out there that I kind of carry with me, but it says statistically, if you seat yourself next to a high performer, you'll you'll increase your pr productivity by about 15%. And then if you inversely, if you sit next to a low performer, you will decrease your productivity by 30%. So that being said, I think kind of the best indicator of success is always going to be found by looking at who you surround yourself by, and mm -hmm. just been very fortunate to be surrounded and supported by two of the best teams in the industry. Um, so to truly find success, you know, especially as we all talk very early in our careers, uh, you really have to find the right mentors and teammates that you know, both both teach you and then and then challenge you, but also that they can kind of paint that bigger picture of the industry and, and kind of show you the impact that you're going to make in your career or that you could make in your career. Um, and then and then secondly, you know, and I truly do mean this, there's there's certainly much more skilled and knowledgeable individuals here just on the team at Toth, but this, let alone nationally. Um, but I think my own successes have been found in an ability to just be flexible, to learn new ventures, um, communicate clearly with, you know, very diverse teams. Um, I think to succeed as kind of a younger employee, uh, it takes a strong willingness and desire to be coached, that, that mentorship angle, alongside an, an enthusiasm and drive towards that end goal of, of your specific team. So you, you got to be willing to take the time put in the effort to build skills, put yourself in those uncomfortable positions to encourage your growth, um, and then learn from the mistakes that obviously as young professionals, you're bound to make. Great advice there. Any other thoughts? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd like to echo almost exactly what Luke said. You know, I feel like I've personally been very fortunate to have been, you know, I've, I've found myself in a lot of situations to have been surrounded by, you know, really excellent mentors in, you know, in school, through my internships and and, and both of the jobs that I've had uh, post, uh, post-degree. Um, you know, I feel like another component to that as well is, you know, just just exactly what Luke said is, is you know, certain people may find themselves in those situations, but you also have to try and put yourself in that situation. So actively trying to surround yourself and, and identifying those key mentors, um, e- even if it's outside of work, you know, if, if you can connect with with professionals in the industry, there's, there's certainly avenues for that. This, you know, being an excellent um, avenue for that. Um so, and again, um, being willing to work hard and, and have a clear vision of, of what you want to do and, and, you know, what, what impacts you want to have. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of people um, use their careers as, as a means to an end and, and they truly don't enjoy what they do. So there's certainly limiting components to, to a job if, if you don't enjoy it. But if you can find something that, that you do enjoy and, and that challenges you uh, and that also sets you up for success, um, that, 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 that certainly helps with your, your development in that career, in your career. I just, um, just wanted to go off of something that Luke had said with, if you surround yourself by people that are putting in a lot of effort and are achieving a lot, you know, you're going to also do that. So when I started college, um, I was in this woman in engineering program. So I was pushed by our leader to go into networking and career events, like right away. So, Mm -hmm. which is very intimidating to do like the first semester, like you're going with juniors and seniors that are looking for internships, looking for jobs. So um, I think just putting that mindset of, okay, just because I'm younger and I don't really have too much experience doesn't mean that I can't also get an internship very quickly or that companies don't want me. So um, I was able to actually just like go full into this networking experience and I actually got an internship as a freshman. So I was able to put that mindset as, you know, when you start over as your first year in your career and like, you know, just go into it fully, get any learning experiences you can and just kind of just go forward. You know, you're surrounded by a lot of people that are experienced in the field, love to teach you. And as long as you're willing to learn and put in that effort, like you literally can do anything. That that definitely is intimidating though. I I would, especially being a female too, where you're not, you know, the minority as far as engineering, that's getting better, but it's still definitely not equal. Um, so that's really interesting and good that you have to be, really have to be brave and courageous, like you say. So that's really good advice. Yeah, I, I just would to add one, one thing there. I think it's important for people to remember that you can't you can't depend entirely on external people always you have to be like an information sponge you have to have that desire to learn for yourself not just from others so something you don't understand you got to dig into it until you understand it um that's the only way to grow is to take things that you don't understand and force yourself to learn because those are the might end up being the things that you're really good at once you get into it well it looks like we're about out of time for today Thanks so much to our guests for all of your valuable input today. We're having such a great conversation with Luke, Maria, Ian, and Jordan that we're going to publish their thoughts across two episodes. So part two will be released soon. And in that episode, we're gonna cover some of their secrets to success and how they're tackling different challenges in the industry. 
This podcast is edited and put together by managing editor Ellie Coggins and editor Michael Morris. For more information, visit our website at ecmweb.com. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. Well, I think that's it for now. I'm Ellen Parson, signing off of ECNM On Air. Don't forget to check out part two of this conversation when it drops and have a great day.